Um, just want to take this moment to firstly just thank the teachers and I know that they've probably heard it and they've received a gift and I'm thank you, it's a way of saying thank you for your ministry. Um, but they too tirelessly throughout the whole year, you know, prepare classes, um, work with the young kids, work with, I mean it's probably harder to work with the adults to be honest, but um, no, they're there the whole year, um, enduring, working, um, preparing messages, um, hopefully being you know, on their knees praying to the Lord as part of their ministry, um, for their ministry. Um, so a very big thank you to all the teachers. Thank you so much for our pastors um, and their support. They're very big on supporting the work that happens here in the, the Sunday School Ministry and we're indebted to them for their vision, their support um, and their love. We, we appreciate that very much. Um, and, you know, I guess it's a, a blessing to be able to be here to take this moment to share the word. Obviously it was going to be someone else and they're not well today, so we send out our love to them. Um, to the Fisher kids, if you're watching, I want you to go see mum and dad and say, Mr. Gus said you can have a chocolate. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor. Um, and to Amos, I hope you're okay. Don't watch too much TV. <laughs> After this, turn it off. So I don't know if you've um, you know, heard or you know, read in the Bible where the Lord says, truly, truly. Uh, he's trying to emphasise something. Um, today I'm going to try and emphasise something that I emphasised a couple of weeks ago <laughs> or a week ago. And I hope that hearing it the second time may be a blessing to you. For those of you that were here during Quest, um, I apologise. I had a short time in which to prepare. So um, I am just took liberty to reshare something. And I trust it's a blessing to you again. Um, for those of you that haven't heard that message, don't even worry about what I just said, ignore it. Um, and I trust that um, we're all blessed as a result. Um, but the point or the thing that I'd like us to think about that I think is so important is that we all get the opportunity to make choices. Um, and in our lives, we're going to have to make a lot of them. And a lot of them may not really affect what happens later on down the track, uh, like the kind of shoes you buy. Um, you know, they're not really going to affect much of what happens for the rest of your life the kind of shirt you buy, um, you know, what hairstyle you get. I mean, it can always grow back for some of us. Um, but, you know, there are things that are not really significant that affect us. But there are other things that are crucial that we get right and that we consider and we contemplate in this life because after this life there's not another chance for it. And I'd like to talk about that. And I'd like to use the example of the two first brothers that we read about in the Bible called Cain and Abel. Uh, Cain and Abel obviously were twins. They were the first brothers that we read about in the Bible, the first children. And it says, we've all heard the story of Cain and Abel. Uh, two brothers bring their sacrifices to God. Abel's sacrifice is accepted, but Cain's sacrifice is not. Out of jealousy, Cain takes his brother out into the field, and yes, I know it's horrible, he kills him. Because of Cain's sin, he is branded with a mark and then sent away. Now, I'd like to unpack a bit of that that I've just given you in a brief summary in that paragraph around the relationship with these two brothers, the choices they made, the upbringing they had, and then the outcomes of their lives and how it finished up for each of them. And I trust that you are blessed by it as a result. Can I digress for one moment? 
Um, I do have a joke, not a joke, but it's something that I like to do normally with, you know, the younger kids and even with the teenagers. And if I can get an adult today, I'd really appreciate it. But, you know, the biggest question that we need to answer today is who killed Cain? Yes. And it works every time, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does work every time. I know you know the answer, so I'm not going to ask you because you know what the right answer is. But yeah, anyway, moving on. Try it. I get a giggle out of it every time. You know what? I think I need to get a life because I find really, really mundane things really funny. Um, my daughter kind of gives me that look now. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, let's carry on. Um, could everyone here in this forum, in this room, please put your hand up if you have a brother or a sister. I have a sister. You have a sister. What's her name? What's her name, Miller? Anya. Okay, thank you. Including parents and adults, if you have a sister or a brother, put your hand up, please. Put your hand up, put your hand up. Leave your hand up. Um, or had a brother, whatever the case may be. All right, questions. As I ask the question, put your hand down if you don't agree or not necessarily agree if it's not true or if it doesn't happen. All right, did you love your brother or your sister? Hey, put your hand back up. Okay, so we've got a full house. Everyone's still got their hands up. Um, who's ever played some kind of fun game with your brother or your sister? Okay, hands are still up. All right, let's make this a little bit more prickly. Erin's um, <laughs> giggling because she knows where I'm heading with this. Um, who, who loves their brother and their sister? Oh, actually, no, that'll end the conversation. We want hands up to stay up there for a bit longer. Um, who... who no, let's just go. Let's just go. Who's ever fight, had, had a fight with their brother or their sister? Who hasn't ever had a fight with their brother or their sister? Thank you. <laughs> I should see no hands right now. Okay. I should see no hands. And you know what? That happens. In life, there's challenges. Doesn't matter how close you are. Um, there's always going to be some kind of a dispute or a challenge. Um, and it happens. Okay, that happens. Um, but everyone has to deal with this kind of challenge that, you know, it's just part of life. It's part of life. And, you know, the, the situation with uh, Cain and Abel, if you have your Bible, please, and you can open it to Genesis chapter 4. I may just, for context, read a couple of verses. So for those of you that maybe don't know the story or are not very clear on it, um, so we can get some background. And then we'll unpack that as we go through. I'm reading from Genesis chapter 4, reading from verse 1. And the Bible says, And Adam knew his wife, Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother, Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel... He also brought of the first of his firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, thou shalt not be accepted. I beg your pardon. Shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So we'll pause at that moment. Let's just talk about these two brothers. So we've had two brothers. 
They lived a long time ago and um, you know what, I'm, I'm assuming Mr Adam um, had the same way of bringing up his family. He wouldn't have treated them any different. He would have shown them the same way to worship and reverence God. He would have shown them the same way to make their beds. He would have shown them the same way to respect each other and to care for each other and to love each other and to be there for one another. But yet we read in the Bible the outcome, which is a very, very contrasting outcome, one which is Abel who listened to his father and worshipped the Lord correctly, but then his other brother who chose not to obey his father and went another way, who both came from the same family, who were taught the same things, who were shown the same things, who were given the same directives, who were given the same loves, but yet there are two very different outcomes. How is that possible? Well, that is possible because God is amazing and he makes us all individually in the sense that he has given us our own free will to choose what we want to do with life. So it's not that Adam did anything wrong, but rather those two brothers made a choice about what they wanted to do with their lives. So what is the situation here? Well, they grew up in their home, they had the same scenarios, they had the same things to learn. Um, but the issue here is when the two boys came to bring sacrifices to God. Cain, who was the farmer, and we'll, we'll talk about this a bit more, he brought the fruit of the ground and he worked um, to bring what he thought would have been something that would have pleased God. Rather, Abel, the shepherd, brought from the flock. Now, when God saw Abel's sacrifice, he was well pleased. He was well pleased because Abel came in the way in which his father had taught him to do so, to show honour and respect and reverence to God. But Cain thought, you know what, I can do this a little better than Abel, or I know a little more than God, and I think I've got a better way to do it, whereas I go to work, I put my hands into the ground and do what I think is best, and I go in my own direction, and I do what I want to do as far as what this is with my life, I think God will be better pleased with something that I've done rather than something that he has told me to do. And Cain got it very, very wrong. And there was a few problems here with Cain's choice. So Cain, instead of listening to his father and to his dad, he went contrary to the advice that he had been given from his dad. He didn't listen to his parents, the direction and the things that were good for them as far as their spiritual walk, as, long, as far as obeying their family, obeying their parents, he chose to go another direction. He chose to do something else. And the outcome for Cain was really, really bad. The thing, though, that we need to maybe focus on for a short moment here is from verse 9. If you've got your Bible, I'll read that again. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And then if you go back to verse 6, and we'll tie that up in one second. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall not thou be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. The Lord came to Cain. And I think of this for us as you know, people that come to church or people that get the, the opportunity to hear the message. God came to Cain. Now, 
God knew he was doing something wrong. He was making a mistake. He'd made a very big mistake. He just killed his brother. Now, God did not come condemning Cain, but he asked him a question. So Cain, what's been going on? What's happening? You look and you're acting a little bit different. He says, Cain, if you, you know, make a better decision now moving forward, do you think that you know, life may change for you? Is this not a, a sense of God's mercy to Cain? Maybe giving him some directive, some options from the choices that he's made? Cain, what are you thinking about? What have you done? Do you want to keep going down that pathway? Why don't you repent? Why don't you ask for forgiveness? Why don't you get things right? And this is part of the problem that we have as people. Kids, who loves being wrong? Put your hand up. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't like being wrong. We always want to be right. And can anyone tell me why is it that we don't like to be wrong? It starts with P, ends in E, R, I, D, E, pride. Pride is one of the biggest things that we struggle with because we just, it's indwelt in us, it's built in us. It's something that we as people struggle with because we hate to be wrong. Cain probably dug his heels in. He said, no, I'm not going to move. I'm just, I'm not going to move. And God mercifully said, Cain, what are you doing? Why are things changed? But he didn't want to listen. But kids, for those of you, God blesses those that do the right thing and honour him. Abel did the right thing. Abel followed his father's instructions. Abel came and offered in the way that he was supposed to. Um, he did the right thing. He, 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 he was the one that was willing to listen to the Lord and the Lord blessed him. Even though he died, and that's a sad thing, he died with honour, he died with dignity and he died um, glorifying the Lord. So the thing with these two brothers is they both made choices. One made a good choice, the other one made a very bad choice. So what is it that we need to choose? Or what is it that we need to think about that we need to choose for? Well, um, there are, as I mentioned, some important things we need to think about in life. But the most important thing that you need to think about while you are alive is your salvation. Is where are you going to be when you die? Have you ever thought of that question? The Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die and after this is the judgment. We're all going to die. It's part of living. But the question is, where are you going to be when you die? What's going to be the outcome of your life when you've been here for whatever amount of years that it is? Um, this isn't it. This is just the beginning of something that is so much better for some. And for others, it could be something potentially forever that is not good. And that's hell. And, you know, people may be offended by that. You, how can you, you know, mention that so openly? And I don't mention that because I want to put fear into anyone or that's not my objective. The Bible just talks about hell and heaven. That's how the Bible describes it and that's the reality of life. And you need to choose what you think about that and you need to choose how you feel about that. And your feelings about that truth 
if they aren't aligned, that will be to your detriment. So our greatest problem that we have as humans is that we have been separated from God. And that happened way back in the start with Adam and Eve where sin was brought into the world. And that was one of the most tragic days in our history. And one of the greatest days was the restitution of the opportunity of man to get to know God or to draw close to God. And that was only facilitated through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know if you know the gospel message and the gospel story. It is one of the most precious stories you'll ever hear. It is one of the most glorious things you'll ever get to um, listen to as far as God's sacrificial love for a person. You know, we have offended God. All of us have. And if I was to run by the Ten Commandments and ask you, have you done any of those? I'm, I'm 100% sure, 1 million percent sure, that every single person in this room today has probably broken, if, if not all of them, some of those commandments within the scope of one day. That makes you an offended person before a holy God. Because we have offended the law of God. By sinning, we have put ourselves in, in animosity towards God, not because of what God, um, what God has done to us, but rather what we have done to God. And God wants us to draw close to him. He loves us. And the way that he showed that was by sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. That is why Jesus was sent to come and die on the cross. You know, God is angry with us. We have offended him. We have sinned. That requires a punishment. Now, the question I have for you today is, um, do you want to take that punishment on yourself? Because if you do, the result of that would be eternity in hell. Because there is nothing you can do to stop that punishment because we're all guilty. But if you want restitution, if you want your sin problem dealt with, if you want to be bypass that, um, that, that outcome with God, there is only one way in which that can happen. And you need to make a choice today. And that choice hinges on what you feel and think and know about Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by him. Meaning, if you want to get to God, like Cain, you will not be able to get there. You cannot work to heaven. You cannot give money to, to, to people to compensate that sacrifice. You cannot um, just come to church. You cannot just be in a Christian family. You cannot be in Christian associations. It's about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So how does that happen? Well, Abel's directive is now where we go. He listened to his father and obeyed. And then he followed the precepts of what his father said about how to worship God. And he followed that and truly believed that and obeyed that. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want your outcomes to be good, if you want to make a better choice, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, you can have your problem with God resolved today. Like Abel, you can obey today. And you can say, you know what, I have sinned. And I'd be happy to sit with you and prove to you how you have. That makes you offended. 
That means that you need to deal with the problem with God. So what do I need to do? I feel like I'm not sure. Well, accept Jesus' sacrifice on, your be- on his behalf. What Jesus did on the cross, you can ask him to make that your payment to God. So you don't have to make your own payment, which God cannot accept. But Jesus, he will accept that payment. And if you ask him to come into your heart, God will then look at you as one of his own and he will forgive you of your sins. He will give you a home in heaven and you will be with him forever and ever and ever. Do you know if you're going to heaven? Are you 100% sure if you're going to heaven? If you don't know and it's a problem of assurance, that's okay, we can talk about that. But if you don't know because you have never trusted Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Saviour, I ask you please, today, speak to someone that you're comfortable with that has a Bible that can teach you what the Bible says and ask them to tell you through what God says, the promises that God has given through his word, how you can know for 100% sure that you'll be going to heaven. You have to make a choice today. Because tomorrow, if you walk away from here without having made that choice, the choice will be harder to make. Because you start rationalising, you start saying excuses, and you you say, I'll leave it, and you forget about it. The Holy Spirit has a wonderful way of of working inside of us and challenging us. I pray that if today you have been challenged about the thought of getting to heaven and being with God forever and how that happens, please come and speak to someone. Someone here in this room will be able to help you. I'd be happy to sit with you and open the Bible if you want that. We've got our pastors, you've got Brother Gavin, got a few other prominent people that can help, that just have a clear understanding of the Word of God and what Jesus is and how you can be saved. Today you have a choice. It's Cain or Abel. Which choice do you want to make? Thank you.